Hello everybody and welcome to Wolves 2 Leads 4. Another game full of brilliant moments as well as catastrophic ones, somehow punctuated by yet more controversy by the referees as Lopetegui had to be apologised to for the third time this season by the PGMOL's head honcho. We will look at how Leeds capitalised on massive transitions as well as Wolves' naivety, while Wolves continue to chop and change their starting lineup in order to look for a consistent solution at least across 90 minutes. Wolverhampton Wanderers. After Neto was showing promising performances against Newcastle last time out, he started ahead of Adama Traore this match as their usual 4-3-3 also had Mateus Nunes occupying central midfield. Now this starting lineup was intentionally picked to punish Junior Furpo as Leeds left back. So majority of Wolves' attack basically went down the right side unless Daniel Podens managed to spark some transitions of his own. In fact, the opening period saw Wolves attack Furpo so much that they had a penalty wrongly turned down and they basically kept attacking that same flank over and over in the first half after they had conceded the lead. The first half at least was relatively controlled as the likes of Max Kilman could eventually venture from his centre-back position all the way to left-back as Totti Gomez remained conservative. There were multiple crosses also put in from the left-hand side that were not taken advantage of and soon after Lopetegui made more interesting changes after the half-time break switching to a 3-4-3. So at this stage, we have to assess what Wolves have done so far in this new formation. By starting Joao Gomez as the number 10 instead of Moutinho, he at least offered a more stable presence in the attacking third, not really needing to wait for transitions to offer himself in the left half space. So this was where he managed to link left back as well as right midfield, where he constantly set Ruben Neves up for shots from range. However, Chasing a lead, Gomez was unfortunately shifted back into left side of midfield alongside Ruben Neves while Lemina was pushed all the way to centre-back as well. All this, of course, triggered by game state as Wolves were 2-0 down at this point was to introduce more half-space presence in the penalty area, bringing on Cunha as well as Sarabia after half-time. So Wolves' 3-4-3 at this point did not have Neto or even Adama who came on by the way bombing down the same flank. Instead, it was Sarabia and Cunha who were the ones bombing down behind Leeds back four trying to maximise the space that was offered when Furpo engaged Adama. Now it has to be said that Sarabia as usual did his near post thing where he timed his runs extremely well into the penalty area to receive passes off either the right wing back Adama Traore or left wing back Johnny. At this stage, their wing backs were so high up that Sarabia received the ball on the verge of being on the 6 yard line which explains a lot of the high XG shots that he usually took. But this time round however, Sarabia alternated flanks with Kunia, this time popping out on the left hand side as well, receiving I think a couple of beautiful through balls from Johnny including the goal that he scored, well at least the disallowed one, that led eventually to Kunia's goal as well. 
Once again, however, naivety reared its ugly head, as the likes of Johnny, eventually pinned down by Christensen and another substitute, tried to win fouls in his own penalty area by going over too easily for the referee's liking, while at the same time trying to take advantage of Wolves' momentum playing at home to get away with reckless fouls and loose touches that eventually led to his own dismissal. This was not exclusive to Wolves' own defenders, as the likes of Joao Gomez, Mario Lemina and Matias Nunes all exhibited similar flagrancies in this particular match, as the stakes got extremely high towards the end when the score was still 3-2. So once again, the bottom line remains the same. Wolves will continue to give chances away, and at some point Wolves will dominate and it just comes down to whether Sarabia will be the one scoring his high XG chances or would it be an Adama Traore slash Pedro Neto moment that settles the scores. Leeds United, who were full value for their victory here as they ran away with the game, really before Wolves even looked like they were going to mount a comeback. This time round, they relied on Willy Nyonto on the left, while their usual 4-2-3-1 were missing Tyler Adams, but really all they had to do was shift Brendan Aronson as their number 10 into a third midfielder doing double duty in attack as well as defence in order to stifle Wolves' main threats. With Javi Garcia at the helm, his relatively straightforward and simply executable approach of having narrow wingers and wide fullbacks saw the likes of Junior Firpo exposed a little bit, similar to how Jose Holobas was at Watford, but at least contributing to a lot in attack, working with Willy Nyonto, not for the first time, of course, setting up their first goal. Playing away from home, of course, after taking a 1-0 lead, they were more than happy to sit back in their low but wide block, snuffing out any potential runs Wolves made down the flanks as their wingers continued to work with their fullbacks to help defend against any crossing threats from Wolves. Eventually, Leeds himself nailed a sucker punch goal in the second half through Luke Ayling and at 2-0, they basically had to take their time making good substitutions in order to punish the mild space left behind Wolves' wingbacks. The first of this would be Patrick Bamford, who acted as a foil occupying multiple Wolves defenders to isolate Jack Harrison against Mario Lamina. Harrison had a massive chance before Christensen's introduction and goal, of course, while Christensen himself continued to basically stick to Johnny like glue no matter where he went, either winning the ball off the Wolves' wingback or venturing into the final third, pressing Johnny down when Wolves had the ball. It really has to be said though that Leeds had multiple opportunities to get into the Wolves' half, almost creating 1v1 opportunities against Hodesa, but really while their final ball was there, they basically ran into the one-man army that was Lamina. They constantly targeted the space behind Kilman or Totti, and at this stage really, just comes down to whether Leeds could punish Wolves' left side particular as Lamina was playing left centre-back. Now it has to be said, especially for FPL purposes, that the fullbacks certainly appear way more attractive than the wingers as the forwards merely punished Wolves' 
aggressive approach and the wing backs sorry the full backs were the ones that ventured into massively attacking areas not excluding furball but luke ailing as well luke ailing unfortunately wasn't exactly involved in open play here but as we see with further leads analysis we will see how involved their fullbacks are really just working to make sure that their wingers operated in the half spaces while the fullbacks bombed wide this basically transitions leads into a zonal-based side instead of a high-pressing or a side that relies on dominance in central areas as leads will almost certainly rely on transitions where they look the most dangerous. Wolves have been absolutely fun to watch for most of the season simply because of the injection of passing quality into their midfield combined with some late winners from the likes of Joao Gomez and Adama Traore. Heroics aside, this has papered over the cracks where Wolves' insistence of playing out from the bank not being a top 6 team has cost them several goals now and their naivety is starting to show. The only silver lining here is that we can take advantage of this in terms of FPL as Wolves' touch continues to be heavier and heavier while the chances they concede continue to be bigger and bigger. This is FPL Teacher also preparing for yet another report card, Everton's, with their match against Chelsea up next. <laughs> 